this is Brooklyn Mike of TBMSRadio.com. Join me and my great co-host, Mike Scully and DJ Scott West on the Brooklyn Beef Podcast. This will be a series of podcast topics in dealing with the stupidity and disrespect in people, politics, situations, processes, or anything that just really pisses us off. This will be a great podcast series that can be accessed on any of your favorite podcast platforms. So please subscribe to our podcast shows right now on tbmsradio.com and join in on our Facebook group page discussions by liking our Facebook group, The Brooklyn Beef. Welcome to the Brooklyn Beef, and today's uh, topic is protesting versus destruction. Right here on the Brooklyn Beef, I'm here with my uh, great co-host and uh, brother from another mother, Scott West. Hey there, Mike. How are you hey, doing today, buddy? Scott, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? How you doing? We're on the Brooklyn <laughs> Beef together, huh? There you go, hey. <laughs> hey, man, uh, subject uh, close to my heart uh, and close to my uh, uh, my inflation of my testicular uh, uh, organs uh, <laughs> called uh, destruction versus protesting or protesting versus destruction. Yeah, there's, there, there's absolutely a difference between protesting and rioting or destruction of property. Yeah. There's definitely a difference. Although some people would want you to believe that there is no difference, that there's absolutely no difference whatsoever between the two. Uh, no, sorry. Don't go with that. I, I looked those two words up online on, you know, the dictionary, dictionary, di- uh, dictionary definition of protesting is to voice one's disagreement with something Uh destruction is when you physically break something that's not yours i mean when you physically break something whether it's yours or not that's a whole nother story but in in terms of what we're talking about yeah destruction of property is uh not does not belong to the people who are breaking it so whether let me ask you a question okay you're a police officer you get called to a domestic dispute and, Uh and you and you show up at the door and a woman is crying and uh, you walk in the door, and her house looks like a war zone. And her husband went on a rampage and destroyed everything in the house. Is he protesting? <laughs> no, he's acting like a toddler. <laughs> he's destructing property. And not only is he destructing property, he's destructing destroying property. Destroying yes. property uh, and property of, that he probably owns himself. And that's where, yeah, yeah. I mean, whether they're married or just dating, it's most states recognize stuff as um, the property belongs to both people. It's 50-50. So if a husband or boyfriend wants to destroy property in the house, there's really not a lot we can do because technically it's partially his. But in some states, they would arrest him because he destroyed property, even though, you know. It depends on the property. Right. It depends on what it is and whether the other half can prove that 
the destroying half had nothing to do with it. Well, okay. So that's inside the house. So, so he goes outside and he starts busting up her car. Okay. She bought her car. She financed it all on her own. She's yep. the only name on the title. Yep. Yes. We can then lock him up for destruction of property. There we go. So, you know, and, and sometimes um, these idiots, and we talked about this uh, sometime already, um, these idiots, uh, a group of people uh, destroying property and uh, supposedly calling it uh, a protest is using a certain agenda to, to destroy this, these properties. And going further and trying to destroy uh, monuments and things to that nature. Oh, man, that's that that kind of gets my blood a little heated when I start seeing monuments and statues and things coming down. That's that's bad. Yeah. You know, and and here we are in today's world. They're talking about now destroying uh, Jesus Christ statues. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> so now we're talking about a faith, okay? Not a yeah, statue, but a faith. People's yeah, faith. And, Are you going to go and destroy, uh, um, let me see, uh, uh, Buddha? Or are you going to go destroy uh, Oh, of course not. Allah? Or, you of know? course not. No, the, 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 it seems that the one person from the particular movement that's calling for the destruction of um, statues of our Lord and Savior uh, says only the white ones. Yeah, because uh, they're a symbol of uh, uh, white supremacy. Well, here we go. Uh, I was brought up in Brooklyn, and uh, and some of my best friends are African-American, uh, Latino, Greek. And, and so I have many, many friends of various colors, race, religions. And you know what? Uh, I didn't see any racism amongst our friends and amongst us and and if these guys these guys were in the military a lot of them were i end up going to college and uh i I, if i was in the middle of a war with these guys side by side i would fight right alongside of them they're my brother oh absolutely i would these are the these are the very people i would want at my back to have my back and i would absolutely have theirs in a heartbeat absolutely and uh, there, you know, I was raised in a. Um, I was the only one born here in the United States from a, a, a immigration family, immigrated family from Italy. My uh, brothers and sister all came from Italy. My mother and father came here legally, and they came on a work visa back in 1959, and they came to this country. They became naturalized. Two of my brothers uh, uh, served in the military, one in the Army during Vietnam and the other one in, um, in the Navy. And they all loved this country, and they still love this country, and I, and, and I love this country. My father was on the Tampa Tribune, uh, first page of the paper, and uh, uh, front page of the paper, because during the first Iraqi war, he decorated his entire house in red, white, and blue. That's awesome. You know, and uh, he absolutely loved this country. And inside his house was all kinds of statues of bald eagles, American flags. And, uh, you know, what, what more can I say how much he loved this country? Right. 
and uh, and I love this country too. And for me to see, and uh, you know, this topic, protesting versus destruction. Let's go back to the protesting part. Right now, well, before you do that, I, I actually relooked it up. Uh, protest is a statement or action expressing disapproval of or objection to something. Right, and it can be a written declaration. Um, it can be uh, just. It, I mean, it can be anything. And we have, in the United States of America, we have the First Amendment. Right. And that's what protesting is all about. And I applaud it. I I encourage it. Absolutely. As long as it is peaceful. I am 100% all for protest. Now, all these protests have become um, uh, something that uh, arose after the George Floyd situation. Okay. Now we went from somewhere along the line, we crossed the line and, and I'm not saying the people who are protesting crossed the, crossed the line, but right. individuals or groups of people crossed the line from protesting to destroying property. Well, you part of the problem is you have these other groups, right? And we will call a spade a spade, Antifa, right? And there are some other left wing groups that decide that they do not want to, you know, they can't get away with doing their agenda on their own. They have to infiltrate or they have to mix in with other groups so that they can have a means to get to where they want to go to start destroying things. But, and that part of what they do is they try to incite the people around them. They whip them up into a frenzy so that other people who normally wouldn't be throwing stuff, start throwing things. Right. They come with, they come with backpacks full of bricks, bottles of frozen water. And, you know, if you think a, a, a one liter bottle or a, a, a liter and a half bottle of frozen water doesn't hurt. Yeah. Okay. Get it catapulted from somebody's arm. Yeah. A block, a solid block of ice, a solid chunk of ice. It's just like a rock hitting you. Right. It, it It's going to do some damage. It's going to leave a mark. And they, I mean, I've seen video footage of some of these morons taking hammers, breaking up marble curb or concrete curb so that they have missiles and rocks to throw at the police. Right. And now to, to the credit of a lot of people in this country, God bless them. um, Protesters, even though they're protesting a thing, they're, they're protesting, say they're protesting the police. They see this going on. And in one instance, and it was videotaped, I watched the video footage of it, this one Antifa or this one, I don't know if he's Antifa or whatever, wannabe, but he was he had a hammer breaking up curbage, and a bunch of people around him said, oh, no, 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 this is a peaceful protest. So they all latched onto him, and they dragged his butt to the police line that was, you know, 20 feet away, said, hey, this guy was destroying the curb with a hammer, with this hammer, and he was getting ready to start throwing stuff. So the police took him. They thanked them. And the police just went right on about doing what they locked that guy up. And, you know, protesters went back to protesting and chanting and all. But it was peaceful. Right. And, you know, um, 
it's sad because as we we mentioned before once uh off off uh line that some of these guys they they groups people whoever that cross that line of trying to go from protesting to destruction and injuries and everything else they position themselves behind those that are peaceful protesters Absolutely. and of course they're in the middle between the police officers and those that are being idiots okay um yep. and and again i'd like to preface this uh this episode of our podcast that if someone just is listening to this episode first for the first time and not looking at the podcast that we had introducing ourselves scott west dj scott west is a brother of mine from another mother who uh is a police officer in uh uh down in maryland yep and uh He's been involved with uh, protests, and he's had experience with those that are being those that are being idiots, those that are being good, and uh, you know. Um, so he comes with a lot of experience and uh, out on the field. Uh, he's he puts himself in arms way every time he gets out there, and uh, it's becoming more and more difficult for police officers to be police officers. Um, to, to an extent, and it depends on what part of the country you live in. I will say this, where I live, uh, the county in which I live, which is also the county in which I am employed, um, we, have, we have a top-notch department. We, we have excellent training. We have an excellent, excellent training staff. We have a great training academy, and we have to meet, every police officer in the state of Maryland has to meet certain criteria to be to be a sworn officer we have to meet maryland state training specifications with that being said montgomery county the county that i live in and work for we tend to kind of go above and beyond what the state minimums are because we truly do want to be one of the best departments in the nation i'm a little biased i'm gonna say i'm gonna put it out there i think we are one of the best departments in the nation are there departments just as good as us? Maybe a little better? Probably. Not many, but there probably are. But there are a lot that aren't. And I got to as good as we are. I have to agree with that because when I lived down in Virginia, uh, the, the two departments that I really had a lot of respect for because I actually went in those counties, I actually worked in Montgomery County and lived in Prince William and uh, Prince William, Virginia. And I got to say that uh, I have met the best police officers in Prince William County and the best police officers in Montgomery County. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're fortunate. I mean, the Washington metropolitan region, I can name off any County. I mean, Prince George's County is one of our largest departments, right? Just because of their population base. And, and Lisa, Lisa had a, a good friend who worked for Prince George's County. She was a, an they, officer. Prince George's County. They have a tough job, but for what they do, they are an amazing department. They right. really are. Um, Montgomery County, Fairfax County, which is between Montgomery and Prince William County, Fairfax County. I grew up, and I, I knew some Fairfax officers, um, top-notch individuals. Our chief, for the longest time until he retired recently, um, he was the former chief of Fairfax County Police. So, and... A lot of people compare Montgomery County to Fairfax County in Virginia. We're just, you know, it's when you're comparing two departments, 
our departments are very, very, very similar. Right. So, but in the Washington metropolitan area, we all have the benefit of top-notch training because we are right around the nation's capital. And right. most of our departments have some dealings with presidential motorcade details or presidential visits, right. POTUS visits. Right. Um, we, we have to deal with high-level dignitaries, be it ambassadors, congressmen, senators, the president, you name it, we're dealing with it. So all of our departments around here are way up there. On um, as far as being good departments, being accountable departments, we take accountability. We take responsibility for our actions. We try to be as transparent as we can be, while keeping investigations um, the way they're supposed to be, while keeping them private, right? And while protecting people's privacy, right? And and um, you know, it, it, I I respect the officers and and you being a police officer like i said uh, you know i if god forbid something were to happen to you i'd be locked and loaded heading down to maryland <laughs> I and, appreciate it. and i would not deal with these idiots uh you know uh, and and i also live down a an, a dead end street so these guys have been protesting. Um, we've had some peaceful protests here in Geneva, New York. And in Geneva, New York, it's very, very small. So we've had, uh, we've had a protest where the police department mentioned and put out a, um, a, a kind of a be aware uh, post on Facebook and also, uh, you know, tried to post it um, through social media saying, hey, there is going to be a protest in uh, in uh, Geneva, New York tonight. And uh, we recommend people, uh, you know, going home and being safe because we don't know how this protest is going to un, um, unveil or, or uh, you know, surface, surface itself, right? Whether it's going to be a peaceful protest or whether it's not going to be a peaceful protest. Well... Someone uh, who did not, this woman, uh, girl, idiot, whatever, uh, she came on and she went into social media and tried to incite uh, people by immediately going to um, racial slurs. And she was not even from Geneva. She started inciting, uh, she was called the N-word, and uh, this and that, and uh, we are a whitewashed community, and where the hell are you black people out here? You should she be. She was doing this on social media, she was, was doing this, this on out on the street? No, she was doing this on social media while she had the camera rolling, and uh, she was videotaping herself as she was doing all this. And, uh, and, and like I said, she wasn't even from this area. She wasn't even from Geneva. She was either from New York City or she was from uh, Rochester where they had some violence. And let me tell you something. I was about ready to go down the street and say, sweetheart, you need to go home and start washing your mother's dishes because you ain't doing shit over here. And, uh, um, and, and you're doing nothing but creating a problem. Well... Uh, I, you know, people started to join her, but the age group, what I've noticed that joined her were young, um, young people, 
And you know what? Mm-hmm. They may have gone out there to try to uh, peacefully protest. Uh, and they went out there. And they started following her, and they marched all the way to the police station. Well, they had a large group, and they ended up at the police station uh, uh, parking lot. And, uh, you know, she was really trying to stoke the fire, but it wasn't happening. These people were somewhat peaceful, you know, and I would say most part because nothing got destroyed, nothing, no violence started. Uh, but it was loud and everything else, and traffic was uh, was kind of at a standstill because, you know, either curiosity or uh, the fact that they were marching through the streets to get to the police station. And that's fine. Uh, and it ended up, pro- uh, you know, being a peaceful protest. But I think the intent... Not from her lack of trying. Not from her lack of trying. And I think there was a certain intent that they wanted because a lot of the the businesses the the small mom and pop shops that are being destroyed and the big businesses that have nothing to do with george floyd's uh death uh have been destroyed so (laughs) yeah you know and that's a whole nother day that's a whole nother podcast yeah let's protest this guy getting killed i need a new tv yeah so let me go to let me go bust up macy's or let me go bust up a mom and pop shop or let me go bust up a uh walmart or a walmart target. and i'm running out with a 55 inch tv how is that how is that honoring this poor guy george floyd and how he died and what he died for Okay. Well, yeah, and he did. You know, it doesn't. Not in any way, shape, or form. And I'm going to say right now, every law enforcement officer, 99.9% of the cops in this country do not like the officer that did, the officers that did that to him. Absolutely. And that that was, what they did to him was absolutely criminal, and there's just no two ways about it. And if, if, and, and we've noticed that there are some police stations or uh groups of police officers that have actually joined the protesting as long as it was for george floyd and if it was a true peaceful protest absolutely martin luther king didn't march down chicago like this past father's day weekend and start shooting people no we had a poor three-year-old child three-year-old this baby has not a, a, a black baby mm-hmm. shot by a black individual. Yeah, 100 people shot in Chicago over Father's Day weekend. Right. The three-year-old was the youngest victim of the 14 that were killed, four teenagers. A, f- um, a 14-year-old got shot in the back. Yeah, and, and where where was Black Lives Matter? Where is all the outrage? Where are the protests? Where's all the free funerals by all the uh, uh, leaders of the Black Lives, Lives Matter in celebrating their deaths? Yeah. Who, who's going to, you know, it's if it doesn't fit a narrative, if it doesn't fit a political agenda or narrative, then sadly, the media doesn't put anything. The mainstream media doesn't put anything out there. Now, let me let me let me uh, just add something here. A um, hundred people were shot and 14 died in Chicago. This happened just two weeks after Chicago suffered its most violent day in 60 years. Wow. In May of 2020, 409 people were shot in the Windy City 
And that was an increase from 332 in May of 2019. An increase of 332. Overall shootings in Chicago were up 71%. Murders in Chicago are up 60%. And guess what? Chicago has been run by Democrats since 1933. Wow. And, so, guess, and guess what? One more thing. Over the weekend, this past weekend, we're talking about Father's Day weekend, which should have been a weekend of enjoying your family, your father, and, and getting together with people. Spending family time. Spending family time and enjoying each other. That over the weekend, shootings in New York City soared by 358% over last year. 358. Oh, yeah. And guess what? We're only six months into the year. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, people in New York are in New York City are screaming because of the numbers of robberies, violent crimes that are going on. Poli you know, one Democratic politician said, well, why aren't the police being proactive anymore? And now well, let's see. You want to take a billion dollars out of their five billion dollar budget or six billion dollar budget. You want to knock it down to five. You want to throw them under the bus. You got rid of your entire street crime unit, a 600-person street crime unit that was all about proactive policing, and most of what they took off the street were guns and drugs, and now all of a sudden, plus, on top of all this, you've got the coronavirus and prisons, state officials releasing criminals from prisons so they don't catch the coronavirus. So what do they do? They go out and they commit crimes. Right. Shocker. And, and yeah. here, the mayor of not, New York, not all of them, not all of them. Some of the criminals were like, OK, thank you. Thank you for getting me out of there. I'm going to behave myself. I'm going to do fine. I, my life of crime is done over. I don't want to go back there ever again. But a majority of them, it's called recidivism. They know one thing and one thing only. So they get out of jail. They come out on the street. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to go commit more crimes. Right. And the mayor of New York City is saying now we, maybe we should do something. You know, oh. You know, yeah, okay. Uh, you've gotten rid of all your you've gotten rid of your proactive policing unit, your largest proactive policing unit. Um, you, the politicians, are literally throwing your cops under the bus every single chance you get, and you're wondering why there's no proactive policing going on. Right. Hmm, I wonder. Yeah, and and uh, you know, this is a city, New York City, is close to my heart because I was born in Brooklyn, and and you know. As I get older, that's the reason why the Brooklyn beef was born, because I got less patience for stupidity. <laughs> and yeah, I've, at, noticed, I've noticed that in myself as well. My yeah, friend. I just don't have room for stupid situations or stupid people anymore. I really don't. Um, and it's sad. And here we are. Let's take let's you know we talk about the violence and the protesting and stuff like this and and we're kind of sort of protesting right now about the destruction that's happening in the most beautiful country in the world the reason why you have the opportunity to do the things that you do and protest is because you're in the most beautiful country of the world the united states of america if you were to do this somewhere else you would oh, be if shot. If you were to do this in any other country, you would be shot. Do it. In, do it in Afghanistan. Do it in Iran, and see what happens. Do it in North Korea. You would be shot dead on the street. 
You yeah. want to do something about our country uh, and, and you don't like our country? Go to F home. Go somewhere. We'll give you a one-way well, ticket. You know what? Even if you were born here, you don't like this country, there's nothing keeping you here. You're welcome to leave anytime. Exactly. The, exactly. Airlines are the airlines are still flying. You can drive across the borders, both north and south. And you can get a discount with a one-way ticket. Oh, hell yeah. You know? You don't, if you don't like it here, if you are that upset that you feel like you need to erase the history of this country and you want to revise it to your own liking and satisfaction, I'm sorry, that doesn't, that's not what history is about, my friend. And there, there was a party in the world that tried to do that. And while initially it rose to power and it did cause some grief for the world completely eventually it was defeated and that was the third reich right so let's so, take let's now take uh let's be so sensitive that we need to remove aunt jemima from the box let's uh you know i have some cartoons let's get rid of the cartoons because they carry a gun yeah, Elmer, what, Elmer Fudd, or uh, Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam. Elmer Fudd. His six shooters, Elmer Fudd and his shotgun. The Come little on. police officer really dog. Goes, yeah, from Paw Patrol. Seriously? Paw Patrol. Come on. Seriously? If, if you're now, now, at the same time, they're not pulling any video games off the market or off the shelves that literally, literally, you as the player in this massive multiplayer online game, you're a thug. You're a you're a gangster, and your job is to kill as many cops as you can and steal as many cars as you can. And and, and, ex auto. and excuse my French, but I've already used the word. So you're a piece of shit. If 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 you get offended by Aunt Jemima, you get offended by cartoons. You get offended by uh, Paw Patrol. You have way too much time on your hands. And and not only that, but then you turn around and you allow. The video companies and video uh, produ production places to produce the, the, the videos that they do that do nothing but sh shoot people, kill people, kill police officers. Um, and one of them, one of them was, was getting into how to, how to assassinate uh, students in a school. And they, they, they finally said something about that one. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even hear about that one. Yeah, that was a while back after the killings in, uh, uh, where was it? Uh, Columbine. Columbine. There was a video game that was, was uh, kind of starting to, to, to rise up, and they, they squashed that one. Are you freaking kidding me? And, wow. then, and then they start using uh, this agenda as a racism, as a way to get to racists, you know, there are people that I know, good friends of mine, who are African-American, Latino, and everything else, different than whites. They're not whites, but yet they're successful as hell in this country. Oh, yeah. Are they being uh, uh, picked out for racism? No. No. They have the opportunities to be more successful than other people of white color, of other color. Yeah. They have the same opportunities that you and I have, but yet are still... I'm getting boiling now. Well, okay. It's about decisions you make in life. Right. And they decided they didn't like where they were because a lot of them, you know, and honestly, there are a lot of heads of major companies that are minorities, or maybe they're not the head of a major company, but they're their own. They are their own business person. Right. 
and they started, they were born into a poor family in a bad neighborhood. And most of their family was running with the gangs. Most of their siblings were running with the gangs. They didn't want it. They'd wanted no part of that. So they got themselves out of it. But that has to do with personal decisions. And they made the conscious decision. I'm not going to follow this lifestyle. I'm going to create my own serenity. I'm going to create my own opportunities and I'm going to do as well as I can do. And they wind up making millions of dollars a year because they made the choice to improve themselves and in so doing improve those around them. Right. Now here's here, you know, this country during the time that Obama was in office had the world by the short hairs, the Democrats, African-American black president had the world by the, the short hairs. They could have done so much for this country by re, by uniting and, and eliminating racism. And, and, and in turn, the Obama administration spent eight years of telling people, black people, how the whites hated them so much. But guess what? Uh, most blacks, if you look at history, were Republican conservatives. Because yep. it were it was white people who helped free them during the Civil War. Guess what? We fought for that. And of course, we had the South that didn't. And guess what? They were Democrats. The ones who owned black slaves in America were Democrats. Liberals. Even, even uh, Morgan Freeman just recently stated, I don't want a black history month. Black history is American history. There is no white history month. The only way to end racism is to stop talking about it by Morgan Freeman. That's somebody that I would listen to. Absolutely. I mean, Morgan Freeman. Um, I mean, there are a number of people. Hey, ben Carson. Right. Dr. Ben Carson. Right. He's awesome. And that guess man what? Is just phenomenal. I mean, he is he's one of the best, best, best surgeons in his field. Absolutely. Brain surgeon. And, he had yeah. the same opportunities that any other individual, whatever color you are in this yeah. country, to be. And, and I gotta yeah. say something. If you're an adult and Paw Patrol is offending you, it's time <laughs> that you need you need to stop watching cartoons and get a goddamn job. You need to grow up a little bit. Yeah, you, you need really to. do. I mean, it's just, I'm sorry. But when you look at kids, kids are amazing. Kids don't see color. Kids don't see skin color. They just see other kids their age and they want to play. Right. They, they love, their love is just like that of a puppy. Right. You know, it is just, it is totally, um, What's the word I'm looking for? I can't even think of the word now. It just sucks getting old sometimes. <laughs> it's unconditional. Children, pets, you know, animals, their love is unconditional. There's no condition. And they, you know, if you play with, you know, I've seen so many instances of kids of different races just playing, having a good time. If you let the kids be kids and let them just go in, in the groups they want to go in, and don't try to influence them, they're going to grow up with some of, you know, 
interracial groups that are so strong. Exactly. Their bonds are so strong that they cannot be torn apart. But people, adults, grownups want to start interjecting their own biases into the kids. And that's where we have the problem. And it's important that people who are listening to this podcast understand that color has no impact or influence on on this podcast or any of our podcasts because you know what i love i have brothers of color i have friends close friends i don't see color i see personalities you're yeah. either a jerk or you're not and well, you know what good, there are two kinds of people in the world and i think you were raised this way i was you're, raised my father raised me as there's only two types two types of people in this world and that is good and bad and and it has nothing to do with race religion creed or anything else it's only nope. two types of people and i don't care what color you are you're either a jerk or you're not and i'll tell you what uh i've seen you know we've we, we're kind of going around on on this uh topic because a lot of this information or a lot of this uh, frustration in protesting versus destruction is intertwined with a lot of other subjects. Oh my gosh, politics. Politics. Agendas. Agendas. I mean, and it's it's amazing how those who, I mean, I saw somewhere, and I haven't done my due diligence, due diligence on it yet, but uh, the some of the leaders, self-proclaimed leaders of BLM, Black Lives Matter, um, they are professionally trained Marxists. And they want nothing more than to turn this country into a communist state, period. That's what they want. And some of the politicians that people are electing are going right along with it. They're saying, yes, that's the way we need to be. Right. And here's here's some insanity, okay? The Manhattan DA won't prosecute rioters. The Brooklyn DA is asking for help in prosecuting police officers. San Francisco DA is promoting their defunding of police. All of the far left Democrats all are putting criminals before people abiding abiding citizens. Okay. How insane is this? Law abiding citizens. Law abiding citizens. How insane is this? For you to continue to vote, and I don't care if you vote Democrat, Republican, or anything else, but how insane is this for you to vote with people who are going into office with this kind of agenda? Yeah, if you keep putting in politicians who want to release criminals from jail, decriminalize everything, guess what you're going to have on the streets? Oh, and they, and they don't want to let the police do anything? By tying the hands of the police, by making sure they don't do any proactive policing, and by decriminalizing a lot of these quality of life offenses, you're going to have a place that's not very fun to live. I no. can tell you that right now. And if and you, you and you as a law-abiding citizen are going to wind up getting in more trouble than the criminals. Exactly. And if and, and if you want to come from another country and impose your rules, your laws on me. Oh, I don't no. I don't get this. You come to a free country 
because you hate what's going on in your country, but then you want to impose the same laws that you ran away from here to me. And I and I don't I don't agree with that at all. I okay. think that, you know, people uh, I get wanting to keep your customs and traditions. Absolutely. That's you should always, always, always you're coming here from another country, whether it's the Middle East, whether it's Asia, whether it's Latin America, whether Canada, for that matter, you know, yes, have and your the- traditions, have your whatever at home even if you get a bunch of people who move in around you buy houses and maybe you know the village around you it becomes known as whatever chinatown little ecuador whatever little italy whatever right okay that's fine that's that's great you can you can celebrate your heritage in a town you can celebrate your heritage in a neighborhood you can celebrate your heritage in your home but at the end of the day, the law of the land for the nation is our Constitution, and we are the United States of America. Exactly. If you don't like it here, again, we talked about this earlier. I guarantee you, Go home. every single airline will fly you back to another country, and maybe it's not your home country. They'll fly you wherever you want to go. And that's the great thing about this country. You can buy an airline ticket to anywhere. <laughs> and It's and, great. And here is, here is another thing. These protesters, okay, start chanting certain things and so on and so forth. And, and uh, now they're talking. We went from George Floyd, right? Unfortunately, the peaceful protesters are uh, overpowered by these idiots, Antifa, whatever group they are, uh, which they're nothing but idiots, are talking about racial genocide, Okay, now, listen, we talk about racial genocide. Let me tell you, there are some people in politics that pass the law, especially here in New York. Thank you, Governor Cuomo. uh, Pass the law for late term abortion. You talk about genocide. What are you doing to these infant babies? You can late term abort them. After nine months. Some places that have late-term abortion put the baby on the table, and you know these wow. are we've hit we've hit a lot of we've hit a lot of topics in, in just the fact that protesting versus destruction how intertwined a lot of this is because of agenda. So we have a baby on the table while the mother decides whether or not to uh, abort it. or abort or t- or keep it. Wow! Guess what? I think there are certain people that are candidates for late-term abortion. I believe Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from Bronx, uh, uh, 30 years old. She's in the U.S. House of Representatives. I oh, think and she she just won the primary too. She's going to be the candidate for her area again. Oh, great. She's um, going to be the whatever I think she's the Democratic yeah, she's Democratic there. Party so candidate. Whoever she, so a Repo- I, I pray to God that a, the Republican candidate that's running against her wins. But guess what? Guess what? This is another idiot. Okay. This. Oh, this. Did, lo- you see, did you see what she did? She's she's on Vice President Biden's campaign. She's one of the people in charge of his. Oh, vice really? In charge of his. Oh, presidential that, that campaign. should help him really well. And what she she put out on Twitter let me see if I can pull this up. Go ahead and go with your, I'll see if I can so, pull this up. Real so quick. this idiot should hold hands 
with our Speaker of our, of our House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi. And I believe both of them are great candidates for late-term abortion. I really do. I think they should, they should put them on the table. And I think their parents should come back and say, eh, I don't want them. <laughs> and just say, see ya. So, you know, this is the, this is the you know, if you're talking about genocide, and you got the, the cojones to talk about genocide, look at some of these people that are putting these laws together and, and killing these in, poor infant babies. Guess what? There are people out there that would, would be thrilled to have a child in their lives than to have them uh, be killed on the table at nine months. Okay? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just totally frustrated at where this world is going and where this country is going. And, and, and I've had enough. I'm, I'm a proud American. I'm a proud patriot American. And if I lived in the days of the Civil War, I would have been doing, I would have been definitely in the, in the Northern armies fighting alongside African Americans and doing what this country is known about. And guess what, you guys that are listening, if you want to vote for people like AOC and you want to vote for people like Nancy Pelosi, go ahead and do it and see what happens to this country. But I'll tell you right now, this country ain't going there yet. Not in my lifetime and not right now. Because the patriots, we, we, we could potentially be heading to another civil war if this kind of crap continues. Well, I, yeah, I, I think some, I, I think sooner, sooner, I'm praying sooner rather than later, some cooler heads will prevail and some people will start waking up and realizing, oh, wait a minute, this isn't what we really wanted. So, yeah. And, and you know what? What happened to the days when you were a Democrat and the days that I was a Republican and we can have a conversation and still remain friends today? And, and these are all. You know, this was a huge topic, and this huge topic has a lot to do with a lot of intertwined items and a lot of other topics of the Brooklyn Beef. So I encourage people to come back to the Brooklyn Beef and and take a look at those, uh, those topics that we have coming up, because we had put a list of topics, but so much has transpired in the last three months that... Um, I think the Brooklyn beef has uh, has uh, <laughs> we have to go double time on on generating some of these topics. Well, have you, you know, uh, have you found uh, the no. well, apparently, according to PolitiFact or Ann Snopes, it was not a it was not true that she had tweeted that. Yeah, well, so. who's who who owns Snopes and who owns? Uh, you know what? Here's another thing. Um Here's another thing, uh, and and this is a great topic. But I have posted stuff on the Brooklyn Beef uh, Facebook page. Well, fa- <laughs> yeah, Facebook, and, I, I, yeah. They, and guess what? Oh, that's the hotline. Yeah, no. I have posted many things on the Brooklyn Beef. Okay, and and, and guess what? Facebook has eliminated them because they didn't like what was said. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, there's uh, yeah there's other stuff that they don't take down. 
yeah, there's other stuff that they ta- t- don't take down. For example, like the topic I was just talking about, uh, the, the, the killing of these babies at uh, nine months old. Why don't you take the stuff down about that and how they're pushing that? Okay? But they didn't. So I wrote something on Facebook, and it was something about uh, the desecration of a 9-11 memorial. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it, sh- it was a video, and it showed these idiots destroying and destructing a memorial that that concerned our country and the terrorism that took place during that time during 9-11 and they were destroying a 9-11 a memorial okay and this is what i wrote after they eliminated that video from the brooklyn beef i said facebook deleted a post i posted concerning an article covering the defacing of the 9-11 memorial by thugs There is no freedom of speech in this country when a social media like Facebook is run and managed by thugs itself. So I'm surprised they left that comment up. Yeah, they left that comment. And I'm getting lots of responses from that, you know. So, uh, well, I mean, we all know that Facebook is not the friend of free speech. They have an agenda. They are probably funded by a bunch of people who have their own agendas as well. And they have shareholders. Facebook has shareholders. Yes, it's a privately run company, but let's make no mistake about it. They're in it to make money. They make a boatload of money. Right. Through their advertising, through trying to convince small businesses to advertise on their platform. Right. You know, and I just... And, you know, here's another thing. St. Patrick's Cathedral was desecrated with protesting graffiti. Are you serious? Well, and that's I think that speaks to a broader problem where a lot of these people, mostly young people, don't have religion. That's because the left is trying to turn us away from religion, trying to get God out of our lives and trying to turn us away from our, our nation's roots. Right. So. And, you know, yeah. I, I want to mention one more thing about uh, the Geneva protests. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, that how it started. And then they had multiple protests every day after that. The day after that uh, incident with this, whatever you want to call her, uh, individual, uh, the NAACP had a protest. And if you looked at the crowd that followed the NAACP, much older than the crowd that was there the day before, much more civilized. Therefore, a particular reason of George Floyd, they made their stance and it was powerful and it was peaceful. And there was all kinds of people there of all colors. And you know what? And I'm sure that what they said... This, whoever spoke had done their research. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then and had, and had some very valid points. And then there was um, further protest by the same group from the first day. And each day that group gets smaller, smaller and smaller. And, and, and one night I was driving down the streets of Geneva. I had a green light and here this 
one of these idiots decided they're going to, well, the entire marching through the streets, the main road through Geneva, they had a red light and they jumped in front of the intersection where I had a green light and I drive a big GMC truck. And let me tell you, if I was on my way to the hospital or in an emergency, that little boy, and I say little boy, he wasn't a little boy, yeah, but a little boy to me with yeah. disrespect of the law, he would have been roadkill. <laughs> Somebody would have been peeling his ass off the street, taking him home for dinner. Yeah. If I was in well. West Virginia. <laughs> well. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this is the kind of crap that, that we're dealing with. And uh, some last thoughts, Scott, uh, on uh, the whole... Uh, Destruction versus protesting or protesting versus destruction? In the United States, we have the First Amendment. It's called freedom of speech. Protesting is a very integral part of that First Amendment right. When you do it peacefully, we are here to protect you. We are here to help you. We are here to make sure that your constitutional rights are not trampled on the second that you'd start destroying property be it private property be it government property the minute you start hurting someone and the minute you start calling for the death of a person or a group of people that's when you are not protesting anymore. You have now become, you've now started criminalizing your actions. You're a threat. And you're, and you're threatening people. And that is not wrong. That is not right at right. all. Right. So protesting, yes, it's a constitutional right and we encourage it. Rioting, no. Rioting, bad. Protesting, good. Rioting, bad. That's my final thought. My final thought is we are coming up on one of the most critical elections of all time. Um, and and yeah. um, you need, to, you need to, to vote. You need to go out and vote. You need to vote with your conscience, with you your need to heart. Learn about the, you need to learn about the candidates that are running in your area. You need to really find out and not just go with what's on Facebook. You need to write to them, email them, get some questions answered. And if you think you're being given a politicized answer, then yeah, you probably are. Exactly. And uh, you need to, uh, you need to do some research, definitely do some research about the people you're voting for their agendas. You need to do some research about what will be affected by putting a person such as the one you're voting for, um, and what will that cause this country? Not just um, the immediate look of what they're telling you, because I'll tell you right now, regardless of who you vote for, they'll tell you what you want to hear so that they get that vote. But you really want to look at their agenda and you want to look wanna at their look, past. I'm sorry. Look at their past. Look at their past. If you want to put somebody in office who've spent the last 40 years in a, in a government office and has done nothing for this country or has 
regressed this country to racism or stuff like that and not moved forward. But yet today he's telling you all kinds of stuff or she is telling you all kinds of stuff. They're doing it for that vote. So don't get tied up on what they're telling you now. Look at their past and look at their record of what they've done, not only for you in your immediate location, but also for what they've done for this country. And that's one of my last thoughts. Scotty, thank you so Mikey. much, buddy, for uh, for being a part of this podcast. Oh, my pleasure. My and pleasure. Looking forward to the next one. Yeah, me too. I, I, uh, I'm having a good time, but we have, uh, we have a lot of topics to cover just from this podcast. Yes, we do. Scott, thank you so much. Love you, man. My pleasure, Mike. Love you too, brother. Thank you for listening to the Brooklyn Beef Podcast. This is Brooklyn Mike, and thank you to my co-hosts, Mike Scully and DJ Scott West. For more information about our podcast, please go to tbmsradio.com or go to any of your favorite podcast platform and check out the Brooklyn Beef.